0: Welcome to the Extraordinary Women Podcast, and I am so happy you're here. I'm Sherry Harmel, your host for the next 30 minutes or so, and you must be an extraordinary woman if you're here listening today. This is the place where we have conversations about relevant, current, and important topics for today's women. From finding that elusive balance that we all seek, to clearing out the stuff that we no longer need in our lives. Those are our conversations and not much is off limits. The mission of the Extraordinary Women podcast is to give you ideas, inspiration, and even hope that your dreams are absolutely possible. So let's get started. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Extraordinary Women podcast, I'm Sherry Harmel, founder and editor of the Extraordinary Women magazine, the must-have digital magazine for women looking for inspiration, for tips and support, to create a fabulous business, or just an amazing next chapter. In a nutshell, this is a tool for women to make their dreams happen. In the Extraordinary Women magazine and podcast, you'll hear stories of women who are not celebrities, but real women like you and me, who have chosen to create and live lives of true authenticity and passion, but they focus in on doing, making, and creating. The magazine and the podcast is for women who are taking action on their dreams. The magazine, though, is much more than interviews. Like this podcast, it also has a coaching bent to it, I've been a coach for a long time, so there are tips and ideas and insights and even a dose of inspiration to help you to create your big audacious dream. Life is short. Life is so short. So let's get started making this the year, your best year ever. I love that statement. Well, today I had the immense pleasure to interview Beth Jalali from Style at a Certain Age. Beth began her business in her mid-50s after raising her three boys. Feeling maybe a little invisible, she began writing about the ways women can feel attractive, strong, and even chic, whether you're 42 or 72 years old. Her mission is about aging with grace, strength, and beauty. I love that. Beth started with fashion and then added skin care, as well as the importance of those lifestyle habits, Of exercise and healthy eating. What began as a blog has now grown to almost 200,000 YouTube subscribers and over 252,000 Instagram followers. In our conversation, Beth shares that it's never too late to begin something. Beth says even if you think everyone has written that book or created that blog or product, you bring something special to your customers that no one else has. And she also shared, I thought this was so cool, that her decision to start her own business has added so much joy to her life. What I so loved learning in my conversation with Beth, though, is that she is real. She is real and authentic in every way. So let's begin. Today, I am welcoming Beth Jalali. Beth runs an amazing program called Style at a Certain Age. And just so you know, I followed you before I ever thought about starting a podcast, because I was at that age where, you know, I had been a stay-at-home mom also, and I was into sweatpants and leggings. I, I just didn't have time. I didn't think about taking care of myself. And then I found you, and it's like, oh, gosh, it's almost like I had to relearn. So Tell us, Beth, a bit about your business, what your business is and who it's for. Sure.
1: Well, I accidentally fell into all of this when I was 56 years old. And at the time, I didn't read blogs. I wasn't that cognizant of them. This was in, uh, so we were living in San Francisco. My husband was alive at the time and we were living in San Francisco. So it was 2015. So actually I was trying to get into the publishing world as a writer. And that is how I, you know, stumbled on, onto social media and then blogging in particular, then which launched my business. But I had written a book. Actually, when I was 50, we were living in Shanghai, and I had two of my children were at university. And so I saw, okay, what's next? What's next for me? But I'd stayed home for 26 years, and I was paralyzed with, do I have to go back to school? I don't want to go back to school. Who's going to hire me? I have skills, but how are they translatable? And honestly, corporate America does not reward or give you any bonuses for staying home and raising functioning human beings, <laughs> isn't that? Too- uh, but that—that's a whole nother topic. But right, right. Uh, I'll give you the Reader's <laughs> Digest version. So I decided I was going to be a writer and, and write a book, which actually really does. It, it segues into blogging very succinctly, because there is quite a lot of writing that you do with blogging. But having no idea, never written a book before, it actually took me a while you know, to research it and, and to finish my book. And so I snagged an agent from New York. And that was the first time anyone had sat me down and said, you need a social media presence, especially if you want to be a writer, if you have a book. Coming on the scene because this was back in 2012, and so we'd had the crash of uh, 2008. So publishing had changed me. A lot of things were really starting to change. And when he sat me down, I was like, "Well, I think I have five Facebook friends." And He's like, "Go find some more." <laughs> I'm like, "Well, I just figured out how to write a book. Now I have to, you know, go figure something else out." Fast forward to when we were living in San Francisco, and. The first book didn't get picked up, so I was writing the second book. And actually, I haven't published any any books because the blogging came along and social media and all of that, and it really just you know it took up you know every minute of my day because I was on such a steep learning curve with you know, with this industry. But but it, but anyway, so in 2015, I because I, um, I put the social media presence on the back burner because the book didn't get picked up. And also I was really struggling with, well, what can I speak authentically to? I can't just be on, because in 2012, Twitter and Facebook were the big social media channels and it was me just trying to figure out, okay, how do I segue into this environment in a very authentic way? Mm -hmm. And one day, and, and I've had this my entire life, I've had people comment on my home decorating. They love it. And they also love my style. And I just had a, a just a random woman stop me, loved my outfit, asked me if I was a stylist. And I was almost finished with my second book. So I was thinking about social media presence again. And I was like, that's it. So I was, I was aware of the twenty somethings posting outfits of the day. I was like, I can do that. I can speak authentically to that. This is what I'm going to do. So from that very first outfit, I mean, it just took off in ways that I never expected because I didn't know it could be a business. I didn't know you could monetize it. I didn't know i mean I was just putting it out there so I could tell my agent I had a social media presence, but then fast forward to twenty twenty two and it's a it's a thriving. Business, it's it's crazy. just been crazy. But the first few years were very daunting because I'm not that tech savvy. I think many women
0: yeah. and yeah. men
1: of our generation are not tech savvy. It doesn't come naturally to us as it does to our children or even our our grandchildren. Right. So it was a very steep learning curve. But I think I've I I have a fairly good idea of of all of the you know, back end of the blog and social media and all of that. So, but today, styled a certain age, it, it serves a demographic, a very underserved demographic, and that is the 50-plus woman. It really is when, uh, that, that's Oscar, that's my, that's my I
0: the background.
1: Oscar. I think, and you just briefly stated this when you started following me, I think that when we become a certain age, and especially in years gone by, we really just kind of vanished. We just became invisible. And I still have so many women come in tell me that they've really struggled with, you know, how to transition from how they dressed in their thirties and forties to how they dress today. And that they honestly, they, when they walk into a room, they really do feel perhaps they were getting all, all the attention all eyes on them when they were younger, but they're feeling left out somehow. So, and definitely brands have left us out for many, many years, but that's changing, but that's, you know, we are really pushing the, you know, the boundaries back. So, but when I really came on the scene, it was just to give inspiration. A, it was just style inspiration. And then once I realized how underserved we are, so it was, you know, so for me, it was like, okay, how can I best serve this demographic? in other ways, just besides style inspiration. And for me, it's very important because I'm aging, you're aging. Every right. single person that's alive on this planet is aging. Right. Actually, that's the one thing that we have in common. Every single human being, <laughs> I mean, it, you know, it crosses all, you know, all, all demographics, all, you know, gender, race, whatever. We are all aging. So that is a very unifying thing. But it's been perceived in a very negative way mm-hmm. for so many years. So for me it's and my mantra is aging with grace, strength, and beauty because we need all three of those things. So I try to bring that to my to my reader, to my, you know, viewer, I mean whichever channel we're we're discussing it is my mission. And of course we have to get up and get dressed every day, right? Right. We might as well look as best we can.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. Yes. Yeah. I love I love that you you know, talk about the fact that the, the similarity we all have, no matter where we are, at where okay. we live, demographics is we're in the line, so to speak. We just don't know when we're going to be called to right. the next whatever you believe. But so many women feel as though we have to like, try to move back in the line, you know, like, uh, to right. go back to w- where we were before, whether it's I'm not opposed to plastic surgery, but going that route or or even how we dress. You know, my mother, who recently passed away, had a beautiful figure right up to the point that she died. But she often dressed as though she was still 30, mm-hmm. <laughs> 35, because she mm-hmm. had great legs. So it's like, what do you do in your blog as well as your youtube and we're going to talk about those two because your youtube channel is extremely successful how you communicate to women and encourage women to accept that they are where they are in the line and you know i can't compare myself to a 25 year old nor can i compare myself to what i was at 25 i am where i am right how do you do that how do you communicate that
1: well, I think it's very, very important just to look at where society has boxed us in, mm-hmm. and for so many years, and I and I actually saw this when I first started blogging because I had gray hair. I went, I I went gray. I mean, I discovered my first gray hair when I was seventeen, so it really was not. I had a, quite a long time to get used to gray hair. So, <laughs> and I never dyed my hair. I always really just put highlights in to reveal it rather than conceal it. But wow. I was 50, my hairdresser said, we're just really putting in the same highlights that your hair is naturally doing. Let's just go, let's go natural. And I was like, great. And I never regretted looking back. But I was very aware when I first started blogging in 2015, because there were very few gray haired models or bloggers. And I used to get a lot of Uh S-H-I-T because I looked so old. And I did. Because gray hair, because women, we've been taught as a society that. Yeah. that gray hair equals old, and and we as a society value looking young at all costs. And I was like, this is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, younger does not equal better. Younger is younger. It's great. I loved being yep. young. Yep. I admire you know the the twenty somethings, thirty somethings. Every age has something wonderful to offer, but you know, mm-hmm. so does fifty. And so, to sixty, so to seventy. so for, so anyway, so that was my first encounters of what society has you know put us in this box, especially women, and yeah. that we have been taught for so long to look young at any cost. So either we're going to look young at any cost or we tend to go the the opposite way where it's just all about being age appropriate, which I don't even know what that means. Yeah, I, I have no idea what age appropriate means <laughs> because I, when when women, you know, come and and tell me that doesn't look age appropriate or, I mean, I get both. I get, Oh, you you look so age appropriate. Oh, you're not age appropriate, but I'm like clothes have sizes, not ages. So, yeah. so there again, you know, so for me, it's been very important to look at what society has been telling women All these years, and then just start to push those boundaries back. One of the things that I love to encourage, and we have so many choices in the 21st century, you may feel very confident wearing this outfit, but somebody else might not. Again, we've been trained, and women, we can be very hard on each other. If if it's not to their liking or to their taste, we tend to be very negative and want the other person to change, you know, according, Mm -hmm. you know, to what our rules are. And I just really gently remind everybody that, hey, the rule is there are no rules. I mean, of course, is there appropriate? Absolutely. I'm going to wear a certain outfit when I go to a wedding. Mm-hmm. I will wear a certain outfit if I attend a funeral. I will, you know, when I head to the beach or right. you fill in the blank. So yes, there is appropriate, but I truly don't believe that there is age appropriate. Yeah, And so I just gently, and I also just want women to be, I want us to be supportive of each other. Yes. And and especially as we age, because there again, it can't just always be about, of course we want to look the best. We want to feel the best. We want to be the best version. But there's a lot that goes into that psychologically. It's not just, you know, putting an outfit on or, you know, putting makeup on. It there's a lot that goes into aging with grace, strength, and beauty. So those are some of the things that I I just try to share. To be the best version. So, A, it's to be the best version. I'm 63. This is my best version. It's going to look different than another 63-year-old. So, let's be kind. Let's not just start saying, oh, you know, you look so old. I mean, why is that bad? And that's also one of the things, well, why is that bad? Why why am I fearful of looking old? Because guess what? I
0: am. Isn't that the truth? You mentioned that your husband's career must have taken you all over the world because you were in Shanghai, San Francisco. Now you're in Athens, Georgia. I'm assuming there were lots of other places also. But how did all those different cultures or do you think those having exposure to those different cultures actually impacted the way you looked at aging, especially for a woman?
1: I don't know if it impacted how I look at aging so much as just breaking down a lot of barriers and Mark Twain said it best that travel is fatal to prejudice because when you are introduced to another culture Mm -hmm. and you truly let that culture be what it is not try to change it you know like oh I'm American and I'm living in China now but and you know I but I still want all of my American standards once you let that go once you see how another culture lives and works and really is it's very eye-opening and and my my late husband he was in the hospitality business but he also he was Persian so but he grew up in Europe and he was very exposed to to many cultures and so when when we married and moving around the world and different places in the United States it just really opened up my eyes I think to be flexible and to let and I, and I think that it does tie into aging, but it just really opened up my eyes that there's more than one way, you know, to live your life. You know, it's not just the American way. It's not just the Chinese way. It's not the Vietnamese way or the Austrian way. And it was very impactful actually to, to live overseas and to learn how to be flexible because you will have to be flexible. A, when you travel, but definitely when you live in another culture.
0: Yeah, yeah, totally. I, I, I live in Paris half of the time. And, and Yes, I read that.
1: I admire you.
0: Oh, That's... gosh. But you've lived all over the world. But it is, you're absolutely right. It is completely different actually living in a place versus going and staying in a hotel and sitting in a cafe and watching people. Right. And we're both blessed that we had the opportunity to go to places and actually live there. Um, But it changed you. I agree. There was something you said, though. So go backwards a little bit to... Okay, you started the blog, and the blog, I'm assuming you did it like on WordPress or whatever. How did you get that out? Because YouTube didn't become a thing for quite a while.
1: Right. I was even kind of late to the game to YouTube, I think. And actually, like, even when I started, it was like, is it too late to start a YouTube channel? Or or even, like, Instagram is, you know, very big as well, and I'm over on Instagram. I mean, A, it's never too late to start anything. Right, it's but never it's too easy. late. You
0: think it is. It's I easy to think. Oh my God, I missed it. I missed right. whatever it is. That I train know. has left the station. Right.
1: <laughs> oh exactly. God. Exactly. That's what, and actually, I mean, I'll just take it back. When I was writing my first book, and one of the things that uh, I was faced with was, oh my gosh, there's so many authors, so many accomplished authors, so many successful authors. How you know? How am I going to you know fit into this? And then it was like. You know what, there's always room for one more good book. Yeah. There's always room for one more good Instagram channel or, you know, I mean fill in the blank. I mean, I'm just relating that back to me. But there's always always one there's there's always room. So and and it's never too late. But just with my blog, it was that was what was very daunting actually, because WordPress at the time was very I mean, you almost needed a, a programmer. Uh, degree. I mean, you almost needed, you know, a computer science degree because it was very code oriented at that time. It's really, it's come a long way, and they, you know, they've really streamlined things. Thank goodness. But it was very daunting at the time. And I'm, and and honestly, that was one of the things. was like I don't think I'm ever gonna figure this all out. But I just kind of, I, I'm just that type of person, I'll just jump in, give it, you know, give it the old college try. And if it, you know, yeah. if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. But I'm like, well, if everybody else has figured it out. I think I can too. I'm, that's just my mentality. Yeah. So, yeah. and now it's gotten a lot easier, as I said.
0: But that's, there's two important pieces to that. Now, if, you know, for anyone who's listening to this, that is now their children are launched and they're thinking of starting a business of their own or some other transition in their life. Uh, and they're saying, now's my time. Is to really fight that mindset that you you have missed the boat and rec- and shift it into why not there's That's you know right. I I'm me and mm-hmm. there's nobody like me and therefore why not there's room for one more author one more style blogger one more blogger period because they talk about how blogs are dead and yes. I blogs are back actually I know it's crazy <laughs> um, but also. There was something, oh, technology and embracing that can-do attitude that, thank heavens, they've made things more user-friendly than they yes. were 15 years ago or whatever. Um How awful, even five years ago. So we can do this or hire somebody. Exactly. If that's something that's going to keep you, why not hire somebody if that's going to hold you back? Um, that's a
1: very good point because that's very important because- you have strengths, I have strengths. you tap into that, and so, what you don't like to do, or perhaps what are your weaknesses, that's where you look for help and yeah. then that's when you know when you really bring somebody on that loves to do that and mm-hmm. is good at it and it and it makes you bigger and better.
0: Yes, your blog now goes out to people who are on your email list, basically, correct is that they come from
1: all sorts of ways. So I do have an email list. I have a very uh, healthy subscriber list, but they also will come through social channels. So Facebook, we have a big presence over on, on Facebook. Instagram is a, a big channel as well. And even my YouTube community will come over and they'll read the blog too. And then just organic search, you know, SEO. SEO is very important. So that's the search engine optimization. So the keywords and that's very very important. There's certain topics that are very SEO friendly. Uh, so, and as as the blog has grown, we really try to have those articles that focus on aging, mm-hmm. rather than just uh, an outfit. Of course, we always talk about the outfit or what I'm wearing, but it we have expanded tremendously to uh, to other topics too
0: through using the the SEO SEO yes. model as you call yes. it. Yes. Mm-hmm house of that, I should say. But it was different, I would imagine, doing the photographs. And I love that you said your husband was your original photographer. Yep. I thought mm-hmm. that was so, so beautiful. And yeah. so obviously, he really supported you doing something and creating something. He was a, sounds like a wonderful cheerleader when you said, I have to do he, something.
1: He was. He was amazing. And actually, he was a brilliant businessman. And he taught me so much, especially in the early stages uh, of the game and really trained me and helped me hone in on those the, the business skills that I needed to run a business. So it's not just, you know, I mean, I am a content creator and I love that aspect of it because I'm a creative person at heart, but you really do have to be a savvy business person out there. So he really was. And he was, he was so great, taught me so much. And yes, he was my first photographer. We, we joke now that, you know, if, if you were still alive, we would have had to, you know, put him on the bench. He would, he would have willingly go, gone on the bench, but he was a very good photographer, but he had really no interest in like all of the nuances that are so important, you know, to, to photos. So, which, you know, the photographers that I have on board now, they're amazing. Yeah, and you know professionals in every sense of the way so yeah we always laugh about that but he did he did he he was and he knew way back when I was struggling when I was 50 and trying to figure out what I was going to do for the rest of my life he was the one he was completely confident he's like I have no idea why you are being so scatterbrained here that you don't think that you can do anything he's like I know you and you'll figure it out so he he had full confidence
0: love that Sometimes we have to have those the I think maybe always we have to have that cheerleader in our corner yes. especially if if we deal with any kind of self-doubt along the way which everyone does we all yeah. do. So how how did you so taking the photographs is very different from being on YouTube. You tell us about that transition like when you decided to go on to YouTube and now we're talking videos and Now you're speaking and you have a lovely speaking voice, but still you have to ad lib on, I'm assuming, on YouTube. So tell us about that transition and how you got up for it, how you got yourself prepared for that change.
1: Sure. Well, when we launched the blog in 2015, and it just really, uh, it did take off in just so many wonderful and unexpected ways. But when I was on the different social media channels and we all saw that video was really big and it was going to be very big, which we all know. It's Everything is just uh, going to video, short content, long content, any content is, is video oriented. So this was in 2017 and actually we launched the channel right before my husband was diagnosed with liver cancer. So YouTube's always I always feel like it's kind of my lost child um because it it's taken it's taken a hit now you know now and again because of that but mm-hmm. we just saw the video was where it was going and it was like okay let's just let's just do this and I had no idea what I was doing on YouTube just like I had no idea what I was doing uh with the blog but I but there again it was just like I was going to figure it out along the way so it is very different than taking f- photographs because your your personality really comes alive over on YouTube. So you're either going to embrace that and you're just going to look at the camera as that is. So I just really look at the camera like I'm looking at you and my camera now. But, yes. So that's when I'm when I'm filming my YouTube videos, that's really what I'm just kind of imagining. I really just feel like I'm just talking to my audience. And, you know, we're just having, a, as you said, just a, you know, one to one girl. We're just having tea together. So that's really how I have viewed YouTube. And when my husband was diagnosed with cancer, one of the things that I'm really, and I'm very proud of myself uh, for figuring this out, because I was like, well, I won't be able to do the long content as much as I would like to, but I wanted to keep my YouTube channel going. We later dubbed it Fashion Flash, and it's now what an Instagram reel is. But so it was like okay if we're out taking photos, I'll just have my husband film little snippets of it, and we'll put it together. And we'll you know so basically it's just me showcasing the outfit, and it was very 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 popular over there. So that was just you know so there again you just you always have to be kind of innovative as a Mm -hmm. as a business person Mm -hmm. and be able to pivot quickly. So that's what we did to stay the game over on YouTube. But but now we do. Have uh, I have a lovely videographer that that helps me and you know editing's also very very key over there, but yeah. I think at the at the end of the day it's you just have really have to look at YouTube. I love it because I feel like I can really tap into my my audience and just have have a chat with them. So
0: I have to admit a secret, and that is I became like a YouTube addict during COVID. I had never watched YouTube much before, and now I subscribe. I've got, you know, my favorites, obviously, I have to have alerts and you're one of them. There's something about video that, you know, I'm no different than the rest of the people. There's something about video that makes us feel like the person is talking to us, where in a blog, and even if it comes in an email form, and it says, Dear Sherry, or Dear Beth, you just know it's been pre done and uh, all set up in such a way where somehow our brains cannot decipher that the same thing happened in YouTube and they're not sitting talking <laughs> to Sherry right but our brains can't decipher the difference right um, which is really interesting you've yeah. talked about your team though um mm-hmm. so share if you can cuz just, you know, everyone, you need to know that, that Beth's YouTube channel is an example. You have almost 180,000 subscribers on YouTube. So you're, you're big. Um, mm-hmm. And so for, if we're talking to someone who is just starting out, they may be at the point where they have less than 100. Um, mm-hmm. So talk about your team today, but also how your team evolved, or how you built your team as needed. Sure. Well,
1: that's a very good question because, uh, and I have Instagram, we have t- over 250,000 over on Instagram. We have close to 200,000 on Facebook. I mean, it, it gets, it's a lot. And my blog is very, very big as well. But I didn't have, it in, when people will come and ask me for advice, I started where everybody else was. I started with 000, oh. 0. <laughs> people like I said when my agent told me that I need to go find more Facebook friends I'm like I have five well go find some more okay but at the beginning you're going to be wearing all the hats you because you don't have the wherewithal to hire anybody or most people don't I, I imagine there there are some people that would be able to build their team but I think it's very important. My husband actually pointed this out to me. He's like, "You need to build it from the ground up because then you will understand when you do have a team. You will understand the mechanics to discuss what you need and and how to optimize, you know, their time and and all of that." So I wore all the hats. So I, you know, I started Instagram. So I was over at Instagram. My husband used to take my photos. It really, we were. It was just, you know, a two two person team. And then as we grew, then it was like, okay, I can't, I can't do it all. So how, how do we go about, you know, building our team out and now we've gotten to the point. So I have, so I have YouTube, I have Instagram, I have Facebook and the, and the blog. So the blog really is, I mean, that's the granddaddy of everything. We kind of look at the social channels, you know, we kind of feed feeds into the blog because honestly, the blog is the only thing that I, you know, technically own out there in the universe because the social channel, I mean, Instagram, sometimes they mm-hmm. fail. and have we, we've had outages over at Instagram mm-hmm. or the algorithms are against you. I mean, it can right. be very challenging out there. So I always looked at it that the blog is the most important thing because I I actually own that. Yeah. And the social channels are second. So the blog has always been my main goal so it was okay so how do I so how do I build the team out there so we need um i need some behind i need some tech help i need to make the site run as fast as possible i need some help with the email subscribers you know building beautiful templates so this is where i draw in those people with expertise on everything then plus the people that come alongside me and then i have two dedicated photographers you know that come and help me with my photographs, I have writers that also help me help supplement. Um, they understand my message and they understand my voice. So I'll have writers come along and help me. I'm always there. I mean, I'm always overseeing everything. You probably wouldn't even recognize a blog post that somebody else has written and that that I've written. You know, so I have that. So, so basically, we, I have the people that help with all of the tech bucket. And then I have the creative bucket. I have an assistant that, that comes along and you know helps me on a day-to-day basis, helps me with my calendar. Mm-hmm. I have an editorial calendar, which is very important. Um, you know, what content is going live when. I work with a lot of brands. Uh yeah. that's, that's very important content, you know. So so they so they help me, you know, keep on track with that. We have obviously I have an accounting team an accountant that helps, you know, with, with all the billables. So really it's just looking at, we briefly talked about this, you know, what my strengths are. So I'm the content creator. So I need to free my schedule up so I can devote myself to creating content over on YouTube, creating content for Instagram, creating content for the blog. And then we just refill in the blank with those people that can help us behind the scenes. So I can, I can go out and do that.
0: Right, and great example though of how one builds something, and that that you have to add at certain points. Otherwise, yes. you will spend your time doing things that actually are not in your wheelhouse, and are are really nonproductive from a financial standpoint. Why not hire the people who who can do the things that would take you hours and hours to do, and yes. it would take them, you know, thirty minutes. So,
1: exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And I and I always say this: this is not. I'm in an industry. It's not rocket science. It's not, uh, which I love. I mean, we, we never have to worry about uh, or neurosurgery. No, no nobody's going to be, you know, <laughs> nobody's going to be, you know, uh, based on one of our mistakes. But but it is a very labor-intensive industry. Yeah. Just really, really is. So you really need those people that will come along and support you uh, to. As I said, you know to to free me up and and there again, so we just just put it into buckets, so the blog is one bucket, so I have a YouTube team, I have a you know an Instagram team, and then I mean Facebook really you know i mean Instagram Facebook. more or less kind of fades feeds over into into Facebook, so really, so then uh we have it down to a science now,
0: yeah, but you monetize through. Uh, I'm assuming through affiliate marketing, or uh, you know, I, I would call you an influencer for some of the brands. Actually, for our particular age group, and so those are all relationships that I'm assuming have to be nurtured, or or once you're in the door, not. I don't know anything about that world. Oh, I think
1: you always have to nurture your relationships mm-hmm. with people that you work with. I think that's very, very key. And one of the things I'm very proud of my team is, I mean, we have repeat business because we, yeah. have, we have built very good relationships out there and we always make it a win-win, even though it can be challenging to do that sometimes. But yes, there's many ways that you can monetize a blog and you know monetize your social channels Mm -hmm. and we've tapped it and you want to have as many revenue streams as possible for any business you want you want to be very thoughtful about that because you don't want to be relying just on one bucket Mm -hmm. so we've been very pleased with we've been able to to tap into that affiliate marketing is definitely very very big Mm -hmm. Um, we also have ad revenue over on the blog and we have ad revenue over on YouTube. Yes. um and then brand partnerships and then if there's anything proprietary that you know perhaps your blog would have like you know an e-magazine or e-books or merchandise things like that you can also tap into that as well
0: so has the blog filled the desire to write a book would you say oh that was
1: my how i got into this business to begin with so now it really is so now i now that my team really is Built up, yeah. And I mean, I'm still very, very busy, but I'm really hoping that this is the year that I go back to finish my second book. Which I mean, it, it's fiction, but I'm sure that there's a there's a nonfiction book in me as well because I know there's lots of lots of questions about aging that mm-hmm. women have, and that I would be able to to share. So I I think there's there's a book or two, maybe three, yeah. in me.
0: I agree with you. I was hoping you were going to answer in that way because it's just so many of the things that you've said. One of them just touched me. Reinvention doesn't mean turning into someone else. Reinvention is finding the grace and space to be who you are at 42 or 62 or whatever your age is, because we use that word reinvention today. And it's, you know, it's one of the SEO hot words or whatever. But yet it 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 has an implication that we're becoming somebody other than who we are. Right. And yeah. So right. you need to write on some of these topics because. I think it's super important today that maybe reinvention is becoming more of who we really are uh, and really getting to know who am I at this particular point in my life. When we raise children or even maybe it's just a maturity level, when we're younger, we don't always know who we are. There are a few that do, but... uh, I can't say with myself, and I think that's maybe true of other people, too, because you're all about those different hats you wear, and there's not as much for you. Talk about where your business is going and what's next for you, because I'm starting to hear more skincare, even food, exercise, some of this. Uh, is this a direction that you're going? Yes,
1: yes okay. it's been very purposeful. And it's like writing a book when you are writing a murder mystery, you can't just change genres right in the middle of the book <laughs> because it's, it's too abrupt. Yeah. Like, you know, people will be like, they just close that book off and they, I burst on the scene with 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 style and, and sharing an outfit of the day. But mm-hmm. honestly, from the very beginning, I, I've tried to make it more than that. I've tried to make it very informational And my YouTube channel is very helpful with that, you know, giving the tips, you know, talking about things, you know, besides just, you know, putting an outfit together. And I I mentioned previously, aging is such a privilege. And so it's like, how do we do this? And how do we do this well? And how do we put a positive spin on this when it has always been negative that that aging has always been, you know, we're losing our minds. I mean, if you actually, if you like Google, if you really take a deep dive into aging, you come away thinking, wow, we need to change the perception mm-hmm. out here. It need, We need to push back these boundaries. And because aging is a privilege and we have so much to offer and we are at a place in our life where we have time to offer that we we can get back because we're not wearing all the hats anymore. Right. Right. Exactly. Which is so, It. Really, I mean, that in itself is so freeing. Of course, you know, of course I'm very involved in my children's life, but in a much different way, you know, I don't need to take them to, you know 500 you know baseball you know (laughs) practices and games and you know keeping keeping the medals right
0: really nice eating three young boys that are growing
1: up right and then yeah and then our pets and you know all all of that of, of what it takes to raise a family so
0: yeah
1: it is really a wonderful place to be when you get to be a certain age and so there again, I want to start to cover all those topics that will help us be the best version of ourselves when we step out the door. So that is more than just an outfit. So it really is. So I'm really big into skincare because it is very important. It's an important component of how we feel about ourselves. You know, when we look in the mirror, because I, I and I do hear this from so many women, Is like, they don't even want to look in the mirror anymore. In which is I mean, that's just like heartbreaking. And so it's just there again, it's just a tool. You know, yeah. skincare is just a tool, just like makeup is a tool and your clothes are a tool. But I like to take it even further because our health is so precious mm-hmm. and it can be taken from us at any given moment. Mm-hmm. So let's make the best of that too. Let you know, let's optimize our health. Let's, you know, right. exercise is very important. Why is that important? Well, because we start to lose our balance at a certain age. The, which makes falling that much easier, which, you know, then leads to that, you know, the the broken hip or, you know, right. so these things are all, you know, being flexible at a, at, you know, a certain age balance, all these things are really, really important, you know, which goes into the health bucket and so there again. Why do we want to be healthy? Well, we probably have two year old grandchildren that we want to, you know, chase after. We need energy to do that. Or we want to, you know, finally take that vacation to Italy that we've been to planning have for. In good shape, travel. Yes. You Get need everything. You need to have our help. So so anyway, so there again is so I just look at all the topics that are not discussed in a positive way, you know, because usually, you know. When we think about health, it's just like, oh, well, you know, we think about when we get to, when we get to a certain age and we're just, you know, complaining about everything. So I just, so there again, I just want to, I want to flip the script a little bit and talk about, okay, well, what can we do? These are the things that we can, we can have some preventive care in our, uh, in our toolbox. And right. that's
0: part of self-care.
1: Yes, it really is. Really, but really flipping
0: the switch, you know, in in terms of perception of what we should be doing and whatnot at a certain age. Here you are, a woman of a certain age, myself too, and we've both. You started a business a while ago, but I just transitioned into a new one. And your husband passed not that long ago. So if you can talk about what does having a business mean to you, what mm-hmm. how has it changed your life, and what are the what why should women do this? Why should women learn something right? Yeah. Why, not? Yeah. That's,
1: that's, <laughs> why not why not why not honestly, it's just giving me so much joy mm-hmm. um and I really i I love the industry that I'm in because I really can tap into my, you know, I guess, you know, I guess my customer, but I mean, they're Mm -hmm. like my friend Mm -hmm. and my, my reader. And so I get to hear from them. I get to hear their thoughts and they, you know, they can direct message me. They can email me. It's really, it's, Wonderful. And one of the things that I do talk about with on the blog is that, you know, we want to stay we want to stay modern, we want to stay fresh, we want to stay abreast of what's going on out in the world. And so my business is one way that I'm able to do that, because it really keeps me on top of what's going on technologically whereas you know perhaps i mean honestly i think if i didn't have my business i don't think i would really be on my social channels i don't think i would have any desire to do that and then i was thinking okay well that's interesting because that's really my audience so why are they why are they on instagram or why are they on youtube you know so it really it, mm-hmm. it's it's good for me you know to think about these things so i kind of take everything for granted now because i use these tools as part of my business but So why would my reader not want to be doing this? And then, you know, how can I, you know, how can I help them? Because I think we do, if we don't have new adventures, if we don't have new horizons, I do think we get stodgy and I think we get set in our ways. And I don't think any of us want to do that because I really think that we have to keep learning. We have to keep growing. So for me, my business has been a wonderful way to continue to do those things. It's just opened up so many doors and so many opportunities that I never would have dreamed of or thought of in a million years.
0: It's really interesting that you speak first to the aspect of joy because every everything that you talked about, you know, staying abreast, staying, you know, feeling as though you're I don't know, contributing, that mm-hmm. there's a purpose every day, you yeah. have things you have to do, that that's part of what makes up joy. Yes. You know? um it's it's not just uh going on a trip a year and saying oh that was really fun right. um this running your business is an everyday venture to some extent and yes. therefore the joys everyday and i think that's that is that is one of the pieces that we as women especially aging need to push against is mm-hmm. that is that not just how are we supposed to dress but how are we supposed to be that if, when we retire from the corporate job or we retire from you know being a full-time mom, that now we're supposed to do X, whatever that is. And like you said, why not? What right. is it that you want to do? If you want to write a book, I loved that you brought up the fact that the agent said to you, you have to go get friends. You have to have a Facebook <laughs> copy, presence. So why not start with the blog? And, right. and the blog will make you write every single day. Or, you know, if you love clothes or you love skincare, you love cooking, why not? You're so inspiring on so many levels. Just keep growing that business and write the books in your spare time. Okay. <laughs> so tell people who are listening to this how they can follow you. You know, would you, would you suggest all the different avenues? You mentioned YouTube. Yes. No, I wouldn't suggest all of them. I mean, you can follow
1: me on all of the channels, which is great. But people digest content in different ways,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and you know, some people love the written word. I mean, I love the written word, so that's that's where the blog really that would be right up their alley. And especially if they like photographs too, if they like you know to take the time and analyze a photograph and be able to you know to dissect an outfit or you know skincare or you know a recipe, any of those things, and and actually, I mean, a recipe is very easy to translate to the blog. So if you like the written word and you like to look at photos, definitely follow me on the blog. And I have an email subscription list, and you you can also sign up for that too. But but there again, may be perhaps you're still working. I mean, we dip down in demographically. I mean, we of course we definitely favor a, a woman of a certain age, but we have. A much younger audience that taps in. So perhaps they're commuting. Um, I mean, with COVID, we a lot of people weren't commuting, but we're we're starting to commute again. So so maybe YouTube. So you're sitting on the on the bus, or maybe you're sitting on um Somewhere. you yeah. know, the L in Chicago, or you know, right. so you have the time to, you know, you have your headphones in and you can watch a little YouTube snippet. So yeah. Yeah. or scroll through your Instagram. So I mean, we're the blog, you know, I mean styled a certain age. There are many, many different ways that you can consume our content, so we have the, the YouTube channel if that is more your thing and it is I mean a lot of people love the video you mentioned yeah. this earlier, you really kind of feel connected yes. you know to the to the person that you're watching so I'm very, very proud of of our team because we really have it all we've we've gone we've gone out there and and uh we've we've figured out a way it's not always easy be successful on the platforms but if you just like photos if you just like you know I mean reels are really big now over on Instagram so you know 60 seconds or less you know I mean I show like you know five outfits you know that you can or I'll show you how to you know tie your scarf or I'll you know all throw a recipe together or you know I have some cute content you know for the spring like you know decorating your porch or your front you know your front door things like that so yes yeah so lots of different ways we we are out there.
0: Yes, yes. And, you know, at different points in your life, and at different points in, in, you know, whether it's your age, or just your lifestyle, certain Mm -hmm. platforms will be more usable for someone. So what you're what I love is that you're everywhere. I also love and we're going to close on that. But I love that you are your own model. You're not. So I'm not looking at Thirty-year-old, as lovely as a thirty-year-old is, but a thirty-year-old modeling what an outfit? Because I can't imagine that on me. Right. Uh, so, and also, I ha- I applaud your courage to be a model, to be, you know, photographed and videoed, because that's something that I think as women. As we're aging, certainly we need to embrace more of. Mm-hmm. Okay? I love that. So, did was that a conscious decision, or was it a cost decision to use you?
1: It was. I. Th- well, I mean, when I started, it was just me, you know, putting an outfit on every day, and my husband snapping a husband. photos. Not a lot of thought was, you know, put into that. It was just like, oh, well, this is, you know, that—that's what the twenty-somethings are doing. You know, I can do that too. And then when it, you know, started turning into a business, I mean, I really am the brand. I really am styled at a certain age. So, so now it's been more okay. You know, how can we incorporate? You know, and we have some really exciting things coming up. So, you know, so stay tuned. I mean, honestly, I, I didn't really even think about it at the very very beginning. I mean, I didn't think it was going to go anywhere. I had no idea, no idea you know, so I was like oh yeah we'll just we'll just t- take this outfit and take you know take this photo so now it's just i mean yes i, I am very you know uh front facing you know you know four at a certain age, but now it's i mean, I don't really think anything of it anymore i think yeah. i've been I've been doing this for seven years now, so i mean do do I really like to look at my <laughs>
0: whole
1: different question we all know we all you know immediately go to our photos and you know and focus on our flaws but I'm I'm also kind of you know I'm over that too and that's also what I really try to share with my audience is just like listen if you want to look as slim as possible or you know hide your flaws or you know then then go for it but you're probably going to miss half the fun out there because it's just not always about disguising, you know, what we don't like. You you just kind of have to embrace yourself, flaws and all. And I think that maybe having to look at my photo all the time. Yeah. You know, has helped me, you know, has helped me in that category. Or on YouTube too. That that's just the nature of the business. But it was also very important to me. It's like when I first started blogging and it was the 20 somethings, you know, out there, I'm like, well, no, I'm not as slim as I was. I have gray hair. You know what? That's this is who I am. This is who we are. This is, this is who women of a certain age, this is, this is who we are. And it's, and I hope that that message comes across loud and clear. It's really okay. And you're okay. You're more than okay. You know, I'm not a fashion model. I'm not, you know, I'm not a size two. I'm, as I said, I'm very focused on being healthy, Mm
0: -hmm. living the
1: best life possible, but I'm not perfect. You're not perfect. Show me a perfect person.
0: No, you're not Photoshopped and fixed up, no. and taken this off and that. But I, I really, exactly. I say thank you, not only just for myself, but also I think yeah. for everyone who who listens to my podcast, as well as all of your followers and viewers and subscribers is thank you for being real. Thank you for being authentic and not wanting to present yourself as some sort of a perfect image because By doing that, Beth, you empower every one of us to say, Mm -hmm. I love me. I I might be a little overweight. I might have wrinkles. I might have gray hair. I might choose to dye my hair, whatever. But I love me. I love what I'm presenting and who I am and the woman inside underneath all of whatever the exterior is. But I also want to feel good, you know, I want to feel like I'm the best I can be at my particular stage of life. So exactly,
1: exactly. And I hope that really is my message is, is Mm -hmm. that we are enough. We don't have to be younger. We don't have to be slimmer. We don't have to, it's always about looking forward. It's about today and then looking forward and embracing that and of course i loved every aspect of my life um but that was yesterday so what's today what's tomorrow and and you know what co- what can we bring to the table so and and be the best versions of ourselves
0: exactly you know. who we are today well exactly. beth i want to thank you so much for your time this was fantastic on so many levels so
1: oh well thank you so much for inviting me
0: well ladies wasn't that fabulous It truly did feel like we were all having a girls' talk over a cup of tea with Beth while she shared so many encouraging words and ideas for you to get started and to grow your business. Beth is unstoppable, and I believe you are too. In April, Style at a Certain Age introduced a new contributing editor, who is a 40-something woman. So as she comes on board, you can see that Beth's followers and her viewers' age group has really expanded. So you can follow or subscribe to Style at a Certain Age on Instagram, and you can also watch Beth on her Style at a Certain Age YouTube channel. Get added to Beth's email list on her website. You get emails on a daily basis that are just filled with all kinds of great ideas. So. I encourage you to check out Style at a Certain Age. And I want to thank you for joining me today. If you liked our conversation, please give me your reviews. Reviews matter in the podcast world. And do come back for more. Now, let me ask you, how is your year going? Are you ready to do it different this year? Well... The Extraordinary Women Magazine Circle is just what you need if you are committed to making this the year you get started on your dream, the business, the project, whatever it is, whatever is your dream. Yes, we always highlight two extraordinary women in each magazine issue. Now, like I said, it's not the famous or the celebrity, but real women like you, like me, who have stepped into their big dreams by creating something special. Now, I always say we are extraordinary women who are doing what some people might call ordinary things. But what makes you extraordinary is that you are bringing your dreams to life. You're making your dreams come true. And that's extraordinary. Now, at the request of our fabulous subscribers in our April magazine issue, just came out not that long ago, I added a whole lot more coaching tips into the magazine. And I love that our subscribers tell us what they want. I want to hear from you too, as soon as you're a subscriber also, because the feedback that you provide, you know, in telling us what you want more of really helps to actually create the content within the magazine. And what my current subscribers asked for was more of what they could apply and use in their own life and career. You don't want to miss it. Now, as I've said before, I've been a coach for over 20 years. And so I had to take some of that experience and expertise, if we call it that, and add it into the magazine with actionable steps and strategies and even exercises that you can use today as you create whatever it is that you want to create. So join us. I'd love to hear your takeaways from these tips and these tools and these exercises. If you're a woman ready to get moving on your big audacious dream, go to Extraordinary Women magazine and join us. Thank you. Thank you for your precious time today. Your time is your most important resource in creating your dream life. I'm currently in Paris, so I will say "Aviento." And to everyone back in the States, how about see you soon? Thank you for listening today. If you want to hear more, just tune in every Monday for a new episode. And if you felt this podcast was helpful, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss out on any conversations and that you also get notified when we have special gatherings. If you liked this episode, please share it with another Extraordinary Woman. And if you have a moment, I'd very much appreciate you leaving a review. Now, if you want to hear more about the Extraordinary Women magazine, which includes much more than just the magazine, reach out to me via social media or join us at sherryharmel.com. I look forward to our next conversation, and I hope you do too.